to Sundays for Men, episode three. Uh, this is not the episode that I promised you guys. I know um, if I had the board, I would play a gasp or something. But on Sundays, we try to do things that are a little more serious, so we don't normally use the board. Uh, and speaking of serious, um, you know, I want to touch base with everybody. It's been about a week. My Even my podcast hosting website sent me an email like, hey, Chris, we haven't seen you in a week. Is everything okay? Um, I was like, yeah, guys, I'm good. <laughs> I just, just had some family shit. Um, recently, as some of you guys know, to my listeners out there, shout out to everybody that put us over like 100 downloads. Yay, that's like a big deal. Um, for my listeners who know, I'm, I'm very close to my family. Uh, in particular, my mother and my sister. Um, my sister had emergency surgery last week. It makes seven days today. And so um, I was not in the best place mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, metaphysically, uh, everything, right? Um, having life be put into perspective for you in that way will will change a lot of things for you. And so we decided as a podcast, as a collective, to take the week off. Um, we are still going to give you guys the men's love episodes. Those are practically finished. There's a little more editing that has to come into it. So we're going to run those next week. Um, I give you guys my word, like next week is the week. Uh, I have some really important business, uh, not, not with the podcast that's happening, uh, on Tuesday and some other things that are going down that we're really excited about. And so, um, you know, I just wanted to take this week to, or last week to, try to recollect myself and and see the direction of the podcast and see what was going on outside and as important as the men's love episodes or episode you know episodes because it's for as important as those are there was something even more important that I wanted to touch on this weekend as it relates to manhood and today being Sunday and so um I'm gonna jump right into it in a second but I wanted to say to everybody who listens and downloads and supports us, thank you. We understand that the timing of things can get a little wonky, and we appreciate your patience. It is extremely important to me as a person who practices grace um, that people give us grace as well. You know, you give grace, you get grace, or get grace and give grace, whichever whichever order it is. Um you know, it's extremely important to me as a person. And so I appreciate you guys giving us a little bit of grace. And I really, really, really look forward to hearing your guys' feedback on the men's loves, the men's love episodes starting next week. But I want to get into something a little more serious. Uh, shouts to Josh, one of my interviewees and my brother who texted me last week and said, hey, have you heard the J. Cole song? Uh, and if people don't know what I'm referring to, it is the song Snow on the Bluff. Uh, J. Cole 
felt like he wanted to be vulnerable about what was going on outside and and sent a message artistically talking about uh, his very vulnerable self as it relates to everything that's going on in, in society right now, which I thought on first glance and surface level was extremely telling and extremely interesting. But, <laughs> or however, comma, as my mother would say, things go a little deeper than that. And so I had no idea about this kind of rift, tift, uh, like, you know, disagreement <laughs> between No Name, who is, if people don't know, she is a uh, rapper out of Chicago, extremely talented. She's much less of a rapper now. Uh, she is much more of a movement figure as it relates to people of color, especially in the Chicago community. She has her own book club, which is extremely radical um, and militant as it relates to black authors. She also has put her money where her mouth is as it relates to the movement. And she has been on that way for years. She came up conscious uh, identifying with her blackness and wokeness, quote unquote. I hate the word woke, so I always use that in air quotes. I think it's ridiculous. Um, but she, as a person, identifies very strongly with her heritage as it relates to being a woman of color. I have seen her live. I have followed her on Twitter, uh, different levels of social media. I've read some of the things that she has written regards to like poetry and stuff like that and for those who know me i'm a big chance fan and chance the rapper signed off on no name years ago and so um that's when i kind of got my first taste of her and have been a fan ever since jake hole again on the surface and i and let me preface this by saying i've been listening to a lot of commentary about this like really diving in deep to what's going on in between J. Cole, who, again, on the surface level, really identifies with him being a person of color, with him being a college-educated man of color, uh, him talking about where he's from in Fayetteville, North Carolina, how that really has shaped him uh, into the man that he became, how from that point he went to some school in New York, I forget, St. Joe's, I think, uh, in New York and talked about how he wanted to get on. And um, his, his his music is extremely, extremely, extremely good. And I've been listening to it for, for years since like the warm up. I think, um, one of the first mixtapes. And I've, I've been a fan. Like, even of his, his mixtape projects that weren't as good, like the Yours Truly series, um, those are one of my favorites because I, Again, I think that when J. Cole gets into his vulnerable bag, when he starts expressing himself on like a, hey, listen, this is what happened to me in these senses, or these are the things that I think uh, on a subconscious level, and I want to bring those to the forefront, I think that J. Cole is an extremely talented artist. I think that he is bar none one of the best rappers and lyricists I've ever heard, especially when he gets into that, hey, I'm being vulnerable bag. Hey, come look at my life back. Hey, come take a look at the deeper levels of me back. I think that he is, again, bar none in that realm of rapping. But as it relates to this no-name situation, that is as far as it goes for me. So I'm referring to the fact that no-name on May 29th of 2020, 
released a tweet, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I didn't need to bring it up. If you want to go see the tweet, you can go look at it, and it's been deleted, so you have to paraphrase it. But she basically was saying, for all of these rappers to be out here talking about Black plight, and not one of them have produced a song, a tweet, or even have gone as far as to maybe make some financial contributions that again are not on the underground level on the on the on the silent tip you know these are y'all saviors y'all support these rappers but then they're nowhere to be found and so j cole starts the song again the song is called snow in the blood j cole starts the song by saying right that he feels like and again i'm paraphrasing here and you should you know go listen to it go listen to the song you know, you can make your own opinion about this. And the episode isn't about the songs themselves. And I'm going to get to that in a second. But he starts the songs saying how he feels like this woman. And now, because it, it, it's all subtweet in in sub artistry, you know, bullshit a coughed, right? Like, like no name sent the tweet out. And the tweet was passive aggressive. I, I need for people to understand. It's not like. I am just totally on board with No Name here, right? But it is not my place. And let me be, let me be real here, guys. Like, this is, this is not my place to tell a woman what they can and cannot do, especially a woman of color. Let me make myself clear again. It is not my realm, not my level of expertise, not what I want to do in my casual time, my professional time, whatever, to tell a woman, right, what they can and cannot do, especially, and I need that to be underlined and bold, especially a woman of color. So J. Cole is on this song saying how he feels like shorty, Again, from so no name, as I expressed, sent a subtweet. You know, if anybody doesn't know what a subtweet is, it is a passive aggressive way to express yourself, <laughs> right? Talking about a person without mentioning them specifically. It sounds like no name was talking about a bunch of people. I don't think that she was specifically talking about J. Cole. She could have said all sorts of stuff. Uh, that dude from North Carolina, uh, that mixed dude that went to St. Joe's as a rapper now on Rock Nation. She could have said all sorts of stuff, right? Like, she, excuse me, she could have personalized it. She didn't. Because I think No Name was talking about all of the rappers. I think she was talking about Kendrick. I think she was talking about J. Cole. I think she was talking about Jay-Z. Like, I'm really going through... To change... You, you, any rapper that has had something to say about the black plight in America, she's talking about. Now, there are some rappers that I think are exempt, like T.I., for instance. Because T.I., in his levels of philanthropy as it relates to the diaspora of color in America is, again, he is separate. <laughs> I think that an example like T.I. is one that you can make very clear about, like, nah, I don't think that No Name was talking about T.I. But J. Cole took offense, right? And he mentions that in the beginning of the song. Again, the, the pod is not about the song, it's, it's, and it's not even about the tiff. What it is about, however, and, you know, I'm going to get Gio's thoughts on this on Tuesday. Black men, 
I have a question for you all. And this is a this is a very serious question because I, I feel like the more things that happen outside, the more it makes me feel like this medium of the podcast is needed. Not that people want it, but that it is needed. Yo, black men, let me ask you guys a question. Why do you all think that it is the black woman's job to help you do anything? Why do you all think that it is the black woman's job to help y'all do shit? Why, why do you all think that? Is it because your mother spoil you all, right? And then put you into situations where you feel like now it is your God-given right to have a woman of color assist you in every single thing that you do? Y'all, let me tell you, in case black men, y'all, like, y'all aren't aware of what's going on here. The black female dollar to the black male dollar outweighs two to one. Black women are killing us in regards to what is going on outside. They have been and they will continue if we do not ask each other questions like this right now. For all those who don't know who started the Black Lives Matter movement, I think it was three or four women of color. Let me be more specific. Queer women of color. The movement that some of y'all be out there rallying for, right, was started by three or four, now I cannot remember, but three or four queer women of color. I have had conversations with women of color, queer women of color. My mother obviously is a woman of color. And they keep talking about this A word, the A word that's so scary that makes men shake in their boots, right? The A word is accountability. When are we going to become as men, not only men of color, but men across the board? When are we going to start being more accountable? J. Cole, the fact that you feel like, again, you can ask a woman, not even ask because you didn't ask her. You more so told her. And and for all the pundits and commentary, I've heard about this, but men are missing it. It's not that J. Cole wasn't vulnerable in asking. It's that he shouldn't have to. Chance the Rapper said it best on his reply to both of them. Yo, black men, stop feeling like black women should be carrying y'all bootstraps doing every goddamn thing. You gotta go get it yourself. She can't, just because she is a figurehead in the movement as it relates to and I would like to assume in the Midwest, because I don't I don't know if No Name has done work here in Philadelphia. I don't know if she's done work in D.C. where I'm from. So let, let's just say in the Midwest, right? If she's a figurehead for the movement in the Midwest, and I'm, and I'm not trying to minimize it, I'm just saying I, I don't know. So I'm gonna, I do know the fact that she has done work in Chicago and has been a figurehead there. So I'm going to say in the Midwest, you know, if she is a figurehead for the movement and has been for years in the Midwest, She has already done the work that she's supposed to. You cannot say in a song just because you feel like you, you know, people are miscategorizing you, excuse me, as it relates to your music, right? People feel like you are this person to go to in a music sense as it it relates to black people or people of color in society. 
you feel like, nah, people shouldn't do that. People shouldn't look at my artistry and think that I am some person that is a leader in the movement. Yo, cool. I appreciate you being vulnerable. I appreciate every level of the song, J. Cole, other than the two aspects that I'm referring to. You calling her out, right? Because she didn't mention you by name. Yo, black men, stop taking offense to every goddamn thing. So you calling her out, and then, again, indirectly, indirectly, but we all know who you were talking to. So you calling her out, and then at the end of the song, you asking her for help. Yo, yo, J. Cole. Y'all got mad respect for you as an artist. I do. But now you crossing the line into like, yo, do I have to reevaluate your manhood? You going to call out a woman in the beginning of the song and then say at the end of the song, but you should be helping me? Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on. And then uh, this goes back to things that I have been talking about for years. You as a black man or a man of color surrounding yourself with other men of color or black men who are your seniors or who are your OGs, right? I give a perfect example. Today is Father's Day. Had I taken the time, if I were in a position like J. Cole's and had a platform as massive as his, let's say the podcast gets there one day and it's going to, you know, he's speaking into existence. Let's say my podcast gets that big and somebody subtweets me and I go record for an hour, go edit it, because I'm, I'm kind of like J. Cole in the booth, right? I make my own music, I edit it, I do, or make my own music, I make my own podcast, I edit it, I do all the work, all of the work, right? Other than the boards when we record is me. My producer is on the boards, I do everything else. And I'm not saying that to minimize, yo, that's my man's 100 grand, you already know. But... I'm very much like J. Cole in my process of how the thing works because the thing is mine. So let's say I take the time, right? Somebody subtweets me or whatever doesn't like what I say when we... So she sent that tweet May 29th, right? Let's say I wait three weeks. <laughs> like I'll, I'll wait three weeks. I, you know what I'm saying? I do two, ep two episodes of Sundays for Men and then I roll up the third Sundays for Men venting, right? Somebody would have heard that one of my OGs would have heard that and then got in my black ass. Let me tell you, I wouldn't have been able to have that thing up for 24 hours. Because those men, those seniors, those OGs, whatever you call it, I'm from Southeast D.C., so I say OGs, right? Those men would have checked me in a way that I would not have had the ability to go whip out my big ass dick of misogyny and then say something not only not only that I'm probably going to regret but then that I can't even double down on men are out here telling me that J. Cole doesn't deserve this level of criticism right but but why why does he not because men keep telling me, oh, well, he was being vulnerable. Don't you want black men to be vulnerable? Yes, I do. But I also want black men to not be misogynists. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I do. I want black men to be more. Yes, 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 men, men, black, men of color. Listen to me. Hear my voice. Yes, I do want black men to be more vulnerable. That's what Sundays for Men is for. Yes, it is. 
But that is the first step in the myriad of other steps that it takes in order for us to get to where we need to be. Y'all ever seen cartoons and shit about like the stairs to heaven? You know how many stairs those are? <laughs> we need all them stairs. We need all them levels, right? It doesn't just start with the vulnerability. It starts with, again, the A word, the dreaded A word. Yo, people are scared, man, of the A word. Accountability is real. And so, speaking of accountability, I decided to peruse the internet, the World Wide Web, and I came across an article by Natalie Harmson. Shout out to Natalie Harmson. Uh, she's a beautiful young woman <laughs> from the little, little tiny picture that I can see on this article. Um, and the article is titled, How J. Cole's Song About No Name Exemplifies Misogyn Misogyny Noir. Or no, massage, massage noir. I didn't even know that word. I didn't even know that word existed. So as much as I preach about like diversity and inclusion work, I had no idea that that was a thing. And so I had to go read up on it and do my research before obviously I came on the pod. And the idea of massage noir, right, is directed towards black women where race and gender play both roles in bias. That is what that means. I will say it again. It is directed towards black women where race and gender both play roles in bias. The term was coined by queer black feminist Moya Bailey, who created the term to address misogyny directed towards black women in America uh, through visuals and popular culture. So, you know, the, the ideas of, again, how, like I said, race and gender play roles in those levels of bias. You know where it comes from the most, guys? Black men. I had a heavy, 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 heavy debate maybe two years ago now with somebody very near and dear to me, a queer woman of color out there in Raleigh, North Carolina. One of the things that we talk about all the time is I don't, I don't understand the ideas of separatism as it relates to black and brown people. The reason why I don't understand that is because separatism is something that was not created by us. Separatism was created by other people, right? And so I think that collectively we all need to move with purpose and together as it relates to what's going on outside now more than ever. But my homie says to me, said to me, a lot of the times, she feels like, as a conscious, militant, queer woman of color, she can't. And so I said to her, X, Y, and Z, why do you feel that way? I, as a black man, right? Excuse me, the coffee. I, as a cishat black man, I love you, right? I, I cherish you. I want to see you succeed in every way, shape, or form. And you always have a space that is safe here. Always. And so she said, for you, as one cishet black man that feels that way, there are, she was like, Chris, I, I may say a thousand black men that think otherwise, right? Including some of my own family who feel like I do not belong here. Not only that, but then they see me physically and, you know, fellas, she, she's attractive. So they see her physically. And then the only thing that they can conceptualize in their minds 
is how they can conquer her physically. So now she is sitting in a space where as a woman of color who, who puts on for the black man, who teaches the black man, who gives, who gives, she runs her own theater company, right? So who gives opportunities to the black man. She, she does all the things she can for the black man, all the things. Yet she feels like she's not safe or safest with black men, cishet specifically. And so what do I say in that way, right? What do I, what do I say to her in a debate where I am fighting a battle that I know, that I know is completely out of my hands. Because she said for every one, there's a thousand. She ain't say 10. She ain't say 50. She ain't say 100. She ain't say 500. She said a thousand. Because they lack the ideas of accountability. So now... Translate that back to the J. Cole situation. And J. Cole going to call, again, going to call a woman out indirectly. Because I know y'all going to kill me when y'all hear the part. Now, he said that indirectly. Fellas, I know a lot of y'all, right? He said it indirectly. He didn't call her out. He wasn't disrespectful. Now, I completely agree. He wasn't. But the disrespect, right, is on a very deep level. It is on a level that is below the surface. I just told somebody a couple days ago, y'all people, y'all, y'all love, y'all love the shit that's on the surface. Y'all love that. Y'all love the stuff that is spoon fed to y'all. Y'all don't think that the things that are spoon fed to y'all as people are not calculated measures that were thought of by people that are smarter than y'all? Have y'all ever, ever in y'all lives thought about that? That the things that y'all receive, right, that, are y'all, that y'all are spoon-fed to, or, or given, spoon-fed and given, were not calculated and thought up by people that get paid a ton of money to keep you in the same space like everybody else. See, when you think about it that way, you kind of look below the surface, right, as it relates to this J. Cole and no-name situation. Do I, again, think that No Name should have called out every, you know what I'm saying, best-selling rap artist to ever do this? Nah, I don't think so. Because she could have hit them up personally and been like, yo, nigga, what the fuck you doing? She could have she could have said that wholeheartedly. She could have made that attempt and that concerted effort to see what the problem was on a very personal level. Anybody who knows me understands that I like to do things personally. Yo, don't subtweet me. Don't stay on the surface with me either. Let's have a very real, in-depth conversation, and let's move forward as people the best way we know how. Let's just try to get to the middle. Let's take a lot of feelings out of it, and let's solve a problem. How can we go into this with a problem-solving mindset instead of a mindset where we just going to argue and bullshit the whole time? So No Name could have done that. No Name could have taken the time to hit every single rapper directly and, 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 listen, Again, going beneath the surface. Who's to say she didn't? Who's to say she didn't? I'm trying to cover things that people haven't already talked about, about stuff that's going on. Who's to say no name didn't? Because it sounds to me, listen, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I know a lot of black people and I know a lot of black women. It sounds to me like no name has the cojones to go and reach out to somebody personally. It sounds like she got that level of moxie, that level of strength. All right, just again, just from the surface, it sounds like she has the intestinal fortitude to have a conversation with J. Cole.
personally, and any other rapper for that matter. So again, I don't think that No Name is exempt through what's going on here. What I do think, however, again, and this goes back to accountability, what I do think is that we as men right now in society are extremely sensitive. Extremely. Yo, we, we cannot continue to bicker with one another and bicker with the women that are out here propping us up. We cannot continue to do that. She wanted to hold black men accountable. Black men, we need to be held accountable. We are not in a situation where we are exempt, right, about the things that are going on outside. There are rappers who felt who feel that way. Lil Baby, right? Lil Baby put out the track that Black Lives Matter. And I know white people going crazy for the track. Black people, clearly people feel like people of color, men of color, feel like they have the, the platform to speak on it. But No Name made it very specific. These rappers who are out here in every album and song got to deal with the black plight. She was very specific in who she was talking to. So one of my boys hit me and said, oh, okay, Chris, well, since you got such an opinion about this, which I do, he was like, well, what about Kendrick? And so what I, t- <laughs> so what I told my boy was, well, clearly a man, right, or a woman or both in Kendrick's camp probably tell him to sit his ass down if he got into a recording booth and wanted to reply to a woman when all she was trying to do was hold his ass accountable. And so my boy ain't had nothing to say because I'm exactly right. No Name wasn't out here trying to make J. Cole feel a certain way. She was trying to hold him accountable. And so, and so back, to, back to Natalie's article. And so Natalie starts talking about how, you know, the track goes and, you know, she has some lyrics. So the lyrics that she put up is, um, quote, and this is, again, from Snow on the Bluff by J. Cole. She mad at these crackers. She mad at these capitalists. Mad at these murderer police. She mad at my niggas. She mad at our ignorance. She wear her heart on her sleeve. She mad at celebrities low key. I think she be talking about me. And so she then goes and talks about, you know, the track and how the track sounds and, you know, again, what. No Name is about in terms of Chicago, how she's been on social media about black liberation for years. And then, again, this quote is from Twitter in a since-deleted tweet. This is No Name. Quote, poor black folks all over the country are putting their bodies on the line in protest for our collective safety. And y'all favorite top-selling rappers not even willing to put a tweet up. Niggas' whole discographies be about black plight, and they are nowhere to be found. End quote. And so... Now, when we're talking about, you know, J. Cole and how he put the song out and how, you know, a lot of people have been uh, have been killing it and and they have they've been dragging this thing through the mud. Um, You know, a, a lot of issues don't just address the fact that, like I said, he lacks accountability in his own behavior. The other things that she talks about that I thought, again, were extremely thought-provoking was how, like I said before, it's not her job to help J. Cole. And how, again, his, so she says, and I quote, his demand is not only rooted in an unwillingness to learn by himself, 
but it also comes with the expectation that a black woman should perform this invisible labor of teaching him. The onus of educating others is consistently thrust upon black women who feel a responsibility to teach non-black people about racism while also informing black men about the combined racism and sexism black women face, also known as massage noir. We shouldn't have to spend our time and energy doing this, but it is what the world, and now Cole, asks of us. It is difficult and emotionally draining work that we get no credit for doing. End quote. And so again, right, the ideas of racism, sexism, and overall, you know, misogyny, as it relates to us being black men to our sisters and our queens. Yo, last time I checked, J. Cole was married to a black woman. So my question to J. Cole would be, yo, you asking your wife the same way? Right? Are you, are you asking your wife the same way that you ask no name? Clearly not. If you ask a no name to help you get a level of education. So why do you feel like it's no name's responsibility and not your fucking wife? Right? Like, why do you feel like it is one woman's responsibility that is, again a poster child for black liberation. It has been for years. Why do you feel like it's her responsibility to teach your black ass something? Ain't nobody need to teach you how to go get this money as it relates to this recording industry. You had a good command on that. What's the difference? Or is it that one is more important than the other? Because when I talk about black men all the time, I said that we motivated a lot of times by the three things, pussy, money, and power. A lot of times we as black men are motivated by those three things above all else. But once you get out of that phase, and men, I say that as a man who has gotten out of that phase, not the power phase, like, you know, I still want to, you know, rule everything. Um, but but again, you know, it's, that's, it's, it's, uh, it's something that, is in my mind sometimes consciously, but I make the concerted effort in my own levels of growth to understand how detrimental that that can be. And though now looking at my own behavior and growth as it relates to transitioning out, right? Once you, once you get tired of that, like once you, once you get tired of getting pussy, like, man, let me tell you, once you get tired of that, the world seems so different to you. Women seem so different to you. I am a cishet black man through and through. Love women unequivocally, right? I am not concerned when I meet a woman as beautiful and as talented as she may be about her vagina. It is the least of my concerns, to be honest with you. One of the reasons why it's the least of my concerns is because I've gone through that situation before of like, damn, she fine. Let me see what I can do in order to get her, you know what I'm saying, on my side, on my team and whatever. And it has led to drastic implications. I have been arrested. I have been incarcerated. I have lost money. All for the power of conquering this thing. Fellas, it's... 
it's pretty dumb. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not saying you can't do it, right? I'm not saying you can't have the ability to do it. But, and again, I'm, I'm going to levels of accountability here. That's why I use it as an example. If we're motivated by power, pussy, and money. And again, I don't, <laughs> black men, black men, let me, let me be specific here. I don't think that these things, those motivators that I think a lot of us as men have, I don't think that those motivators come from us. I think those motivators come from capitalism. <laughs> I think those motivators come from systemic ideas of racism, which is why those things are perpetuated in the media and the music that we hear and what we see. So I'm not, so I'm not blaming y'all. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Any person with like half a brain can understand that it probably didn't manifest and come from us. However, what I do know is now more than ever, we have to hold ourselves more accountable. The A word, the dreaded A word. You know, I talk about accountability all the time. Who would have thunk it? Who would have even imagined that J. Cole would hear a tweet? Yo, again, I, I, keep, I keep saying this, right? I'm, I'm trying to, like, my lips are chapped. I'm, you know, talk about vulnerability on the pod. I would have never thought in a million years that J. Cole would have would have had the unmitigated gall to not only hear a subtweet. Yo, people tweet at J. Cole all of the time. People tweet at him all the time. Like, they tweet at him all the time. I would have never, including his peers, he pulled up. Who was it? I think it was Lil Pump. That said a couple years ago, right? That said, you know, J. Cole ain't shit or something like that. Something was going on with them young rappers. And they were saying how, oh, no, he conscious, he a lyricist or whatever, but he ain't shit. I'm better than him, right? All that was going on. He ain't take that personally back then. He even pulled up on Lil Pump when he was in L.A. to have a conversation. He was like, hey, yo, listen, I, you know, I ain't take it personally, but I just want to know why you felt such a response to me as a man. Like, they had a conversation about it. But then, so you, <laughs> yo, this is crazy. Because it brings up the point that Natalie was talking about in the public. Like, like, yo, you, so, so you do it that way with a man, with a young man. You do it that way. But then you hit up No Name through a sub song? She subtweeted every rapper. She subtweeted mad dudes. And you single it out, take it personally, and then send a sub song? Yo, J. Cole, that's incredibly petty. <laughs> like, I, I am flabbergasted. But I think it comes back to my own accountability, right? J. Cole, I thought that you were this person that was not a reality. You said it as much yourself. You make music. That is your job. Your job to provide for your family and your family's family and your family's family after them is by making music. That is what you do. You hope that the music that probably comes from your experience, let's say 50-50, uh, you think that that music that comes from your experience, 50-50, I think I'm being generous about that, especially after that's known the bluff song, but 50-50. You feel like 50% of your experience should be heard and digested in a way that makes sense to the masses involved, and then you think the other 50%, like you expressed in the song, is uh, not really me. Yeah, I'm not really a leader. I don't think I should be doing this work on my own. No, I don't think I should be accountable. 
But the other 50% says, right, that I want to be oh so vulnerable in my music. Yo, fellas, our bar is mad low for vulnerability as men. It's mad fucking low. Like, this dude can be vulnerable as it relates to, like, his relationships or whatever or growing up without a father. And I'm thinking about two songs in particular. It can, it can be vulnerable in that way, right? But then we as men, cake, right? And I've heard dudes be, I've heard dudes cake about this for days, for days. Like, I just, you know, been digesting all of the caking, right? For all those who don't know what caking means. It means taking up for somebody else. So I'm hearing all of the caking, all of the caking. No, J. Cole was just being vulnerable, bro. No, J. Cole, J. Cole was, was having a feeling and experience, and he wanted to let us know, fellas, why is our bar so low for vulnerability? It wasn't vulnerable that he sent out a tweet talking about how he don't know some shit. That wasn't vulnerable. That was just him expressing himself about how he ain't know no shit. Now, vulnerable is, here's vulnerable. Here's what J. Cole could have done, right? Because I, somebody that, that I hold very near and dear, a young black man, man of color, tells me all the time, nah, Chris, we got to get back to solutions. I agree with you, right? I completely agree with you. So, J. Cole. Let's look at a solution. Let's look at how you could have changed your entire mindset about this situation. Number one, she didn't call you out. There was no reason to take it personally. You did, and we'll get to that in a second. But there was no reason to be to feel like, right, she called you out through a subtweet that she deleted. <laughs> Not only that, but that had been up for weeks before you made a response. So that's A. J. Cole, the message that you felt like it was imperative for you to send because she lit a fire under your ass and you took it personally was so ill-timed, right? Let's sit on it for a couple months first, <laughs> right? Like, because like, I, I like to tell people all the time, like, if you're going to make the decision, you're going to make the decision. But you being able to make the decision in ways that make sense are a little better for me. And so hindsight is 20-20, right? I'm, I'm the king of hindsight. Like, growth is imperative, and it's extremely important for us as men, and so I just want to help men out. So those, so those are the two things. Number one, J. Cole, if somebody sends you a subtweet, I no need to really take it personally. Number two, think about the timing of your response. This wasn't the best time to put that out in my personal opinion when five men of color have appeared hanging across the country days in between one another wasn't the best time <laughs> you know what i mean everything that's going on outside but it was it's just not the best time for that it's just not really the best time so that's two three j cole if you feel like you wanted some level of help as it relates to this thing that's going on outside. You could have hit her up personally. There was no need to boost up your streams. There was no need to use your platform, right? None, none of, nothing about this song. Let me, let me be extremely specific about where I stand about this song now that I've looked at this deeper and done my research. Yo, nothing about this song is advantageous to any person. Nothing about this. I say again for those who are unclear about what I said. Nothing about this song that J. Cole put out as a response to a three-week-old tweet is advantageous to any person that identifies with what is going on outside. None of it. 
None of it. None of it is advantageous for what's going on. And if I were J. Cole, right, and he clearly doubled down on what he said, <laughs> which is super interesting. But, 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 yo, if you double down on a song that, like, clearly shows your misogyny, right, then I cannot imagine how you treat your wife. Seriously. And I'm not saying that to denigrate J. Cole. I'm saying that for any person. Yo, if you double down on a statement, like, again, right, like I, I, I tell people all the time, when Trump doubles down on statements as it relates to protesters, and I think he called them vigilantes at one point, people outside supporting different movements and how they should be shot in the street. He, he made that very specific. Then I can only understand how he feels about his black pe black people in the White House and or around the White House that work for him. You see what I'm saying? Like it's it's not it's not a situation where like I, I can I can take it a step further. I, I like I, I could keep going in terms of what one thing that is said or done translating to other things that surround it because they are not mutually exclusive. J. Cole, it is not beyond comprehension for me to assume that if you feel like you can double down on the song that clearly talks about your own misogyny, right? then you probably feel that way about your wife and your mom and women around you. And if you don't, this is the fourth thing. And if you don't, why is no name different? And if you don't, why is she different? Is she different because she's a leader in the movement and you hope to ascribe to be that? Is that something you want, J. Cole? Is that something you want to be? Because these, these are things that aren't being said, right? These are things that I feel like men aren't saying about other men because they're, they are very real. Maybe J. Cole wants to be a leader in the movement. Maybe that's why he asked. Maybe that's why he was so quote-unquote vulnerable. <laughs> vulnerable. Yo, this, the bar is so low. Maybe he was quote-unquote vulnerable because he would like to do more in the community that he preaches to. But instead of seeing some shit, feeling some shit, and then replying, bro, just ask her personally. Yo, you real connected, J. Cole. You could have hit up, I know you friends with Chance. Chance said it as much in the tweet. Yo, those both my peoples. You could have hit up Chance. Hey, listen, Chance, listen. Yo, I'm just trying to have a quick conversation with No Name real quick, man. I heard the tweet. I just want to see how I could be supportive in the movement, man. I, you know, I, I took it a little personally, but you know what I'm saying? Instead of me sending out some music or whatever or trying to come back at her, you know, let me... Um, have a conversation. Let me let me see how I could be supportive. Let me see the things that I could read, right? Because 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 fellas, 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 there's a way to ask a woman a question. She probably, I'm assuming. Now I'm assuming because again, do I think that J Cole needs to ask her in order to what to do or whatever in order to help the movement and cause? No, he could go read and go pick up a book like any other fucking person. So no, I don't think that I don't think that that is absolutely necessary and advantageous for J. Cole to do. However, I'm just taking him on his behavior. Had he asked instead of sending the music, I'm sure No Name would have took that a little differently. I'm sure she would have took it a little differently had he just asked the question and got an answer. Now, again, I agree with Natalie from the article. Do I think that J. Cole should be doing that, coming out of his way in order to ask this black woman who is a leader in this what to do? Mm, no. But I do agree with some men that, yo, we do need help. 
And so in agreeing semi with that premise, right, that we do need help, yo, there's a way to ask for it. Asking for it is not sending out a sub song or whatever to reply to a woman that's out here doing it. That's out here doing it. Yo, J. Cole, you're not doing shit. Like somebody just said, oh, well, he's done um, philanthropic stuff in North Carolina, putting women in homes and all of that. Oh, yeah, no, nah, cool. I feel you single mothers. Your mother was a single mother. You got this home or whatever and put single mothers in it. All right, cool. Yo, that's step one of mad other steps that need to be done. You got a platform. Yo, you you decided to talk about black plight in your songs. You decided to talk about your experience and be quote unquote vulnerable in these songs. That means that you got to help vulnerably. That means you got to give vulnerably. That means you got to do vulnerably. Yo, it's accountability in all phases. Accountability and going a step further, responsibility. Yo, J. Cole, it's your responsibility to do this stuff. And I'm passionate about it. And I'm not putting up the men's loves men's love episodes yet. And I, I decided to do this, right? Because this is something that black men have been struggling with for generations. For years. With this expectation that women, black, white, Latina, Asian, Latinx, whatever. That women are supposed to do for them. And I say that in me being vulnerable because I used to feel the same way. I used to feel the exact same way, fellas. That I need to go to these women or whatever to facilitate, insert whatever here. If not facilitate, then help facilitate it. Because I felt like my space as it relate, relates to where I was in my life wasn't like everybody else. I, I wasn't getting the same money. I wasn't getting the same opportunities, right? And then I sat back one day and really took a look at my own life. Yo, I wasn't getting the opportunities because I wasn't making enough of myself. I wasn't having enough responsibility. I wasn't putting those things at a priority. I changed my life because I knew it was important to do. I'm not saying that as an elitist. I'm saying that as a person who has been where some of y'all may be as it relates to having these women feel like they need to help you. Y'all go pick up a book. Y'all go do some research. You know what makes women feel better about helping you? When you did some shit on your own first. Hey, listen. No name. I did a little bit of research. I've been doing some reading. I've been doing some, some thinking about as it relates to the movement. And I don't really know a good place to start. But here's what I have already. Again, do I think that that solves the problem of massaging noir? Hell no. But do I think that that's a start? Absolutely. Again, my boy talks about solutions. A start to this solution is us as men being more accountable. Fellas, when, 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 when are we going to start doing that? When are we going to start looking at ourselves versus going to somebody else, right? Some, and again, you're not going to other men about this. You went to a female. So you, you going, when are we going to stop going to women to help facilitate for us? When? When are we going to do that? When are we going to start doing that? I only hear, or hear, I only heard 
a select few men across the, again, stratosphere of the internet that were really taking the correct stance in this. And there is a correct stance, fellas. I'm sorry to tell y'all. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. There is a correct stance. And I, and I, you know, this podcast isn't to bash men or anything like that. Like, women who know me know this mad shit about women. I think that women should change and be better at. Like, any woman who knows me knows that that's the thing. Please, fellas, don't feel like I'm, I'm out here taking us to the cleaners. But I feel like if I'm not taking us to the cleaners, I got to take us to the, the, the wash at least. Because, right, we got to do better. And that's crazy that J. Cole felt like he was going to use his platform where millions, and I feel like y'all ever watch wrestling? The Rock used to say the millions and millions of The Rock fans. Same thing with J. Cole. The millions and millions of J. Cole fans, right? He put that on his platform. He put that misogynistic bullshit on his platform and then doubled down on it. Yo, J. Cole, here's your Sunday for me. Let's be more accountable. Let's do better. Instead of us going to women and making it feel like they should help us, we should be out here begging for help because we got to do better. We should be coming to them and giving them everything that we can. Women and black women specifically. Again, I'm making that exceedingly clear. Black women specifically. They deserve so much more from us. And it's Sunday, and we need to do better. I'll holler at y'all, man. Peace. You have to be uncomfortable to grow. You have to be, because it does not feel good.